Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. In today's episode, I am going to finish my interview with Clay Olson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Fight the New Drug. Fight the New Drug is an organization that educates people on the harms of pornography and has done tremendous work in helping people become aware of the dangers. And also, they have lots of resources to help people who struggle as well. And they have really cool t-shirts and lots of other swag that you can buy to promote the cause and become a fighter. And you'll hear all about it in today's interview. And Clay is also going to share some specific things we can do to support are young people who are facing uh, a very different environment than many of us who are older faced when we were younger. So here's my interview with Clay Olson. And this is not just a guy problem. No, no. That that is uh, a common misunderstanding is that this is a male issue only. And therefore like, oh, I don't need to worry about this. All I have is girls in my home or um, she's okay. Uh, I just need to worry about my my boy or whatever it is. uh, it's an un, that's also an unhelpful paradigm uh, because mm-hmm. this is not only impacting young girls and women uh, in, in ways that we uh, previously were unaware of. I mean, th- uh, 30% of those that consider themselves to be addicted to pornography are female, uh, according to a recent study. And, and that, that number is climbing. Um, the, the industry recognized that they were speaking uh, years and years ago. They were speaking primarily to one gender. And they said, well, we could open up the doors and create content that's more story-driven, that's more emotionally based, and we could really open the doors to a whole new demographic, and they did. And uh, uh, of course, uh, we are seeing a lot of women that are dealing with this and struggling with this, and and uh, the shame associated with those female females uh, struggling with this is uh, off the charts because they feel like they are uh, somehow broken or different or weird for dealing with this. And uh, that's not true at all. Yeah. And uh, and we just, I think what you're saying is we have to be really careful about how we language this, how we talk about it, and, and use, um, use pronouns that include both male and female so that the girls get the message that everybody is vulnerable to this. Absolutely. This is, this, not only is the material not just speaking to males anymore, uh, but our, uh, but, um, this is something that a lot of females, they have hormones as well. They have curiosities as well, and they are just as susceptible as men. Right. No, that's great. I just think that um, we're learning better ways to help everybody with this, and uh, that includes our daughters, our sisters. Um, they, Like I said earlier, the good kid, bad kid thing, the boy-girl thing, everybody's built pretty similar in terms of de- developmental needs, emotions, vulnerabilities. We know that people that struggle with pornography um, also, in many cases, struggle with loneliness. And and boy, adolescence, mm-hmm. I can't think of a more lonely time for kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying, especially today. Yeah, right? trying to fit with, in with social, social media, media, just isolation. There's just there's so much more of that now than ever, yes. and it's such an insecure yeah. time. So why why would girls somehow magically be left out of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, no, that's great. That's a great point. 
And uh, I, I assume that, you know, you guys get a lot of uh, letters, emails, letters. Like you probably don't get any actual letters, do you? We actually do. Oh, you do. Which okay. is interesting. We actually do get letters, <laughs> emails, you name it. Okay. Any form of communication, we get it. That's funny. I said that word and I thought there's no way they're getting letters. Fight the new drug. Um, but you guys get a lot of, uh, correspondence from, uh, young people all over the world, parents. What, what, what stuff are you hearing? I mean, what would you want my audience to know about this issue as it, as it relates to young people, um, parents? I mean, I just would love to hear sort of off the top of your head. What, what are some themes or things that you're seeing? Well, I think that we, we've covered one, and that is the fact that this is an issue unlike any other time in history. And that to okay. just be aware of that fact. Um, and and, and, uh, and another thing that I, I would want your listeners to know and what we're, what we're hearing from people as they write in is that there is hope. Oh. There is a lot of hope. Um, not only are we finding people, as you do in your own practice, uh, Jeff, that, uh, that people are finding uh, – you know, success in recovery and that that's a real thing and that is right. possible. Uh, everything we know about the brain today um, and how it can impact the brain and rewire the, uh, the frontal lobes and, and, and really push people uh, to be more kind of compulsive about their relationship with pornography, that the same neuroplastic process, the same rewiring process can work to their advantage as they find better uh, healing pathways and, and move in a better direction. So there's hope neurologically. There is hope relationally. We are seeing uh, the, the messages coming through um, uh, and, and, and to our organization talking about how their relationships have been healed as they've been vulnerable and they've opened up and they've gone through that, that healing process, not only themselves, but also their partners as they kind of really work toward this, that, uh, that there are uh, beautiful healing stories uh, occurring. Uh, as we kind of lift that shame out of this and the judgment and we kind of really support one another in our, in our path toward more, uh, uh, more healthy living. And that there is a lot of hope uh, socially, meaning there are literally, we have just at Fight the New Drug and there are other organizations in this movement with us, a lot of them. And, uh, and you know, there are just within our organization millions of young people that are rallying uh, together to say we can do better. We we need to do better. We we have got to pursue real love and real connection, and we want to help others understand, um, you know, the potential risks that that uh, these types of uh, exploitive content can can bring into their lives. And and so the, you know, it's a very hopeful, positive message. Um, and there's a lot occurring uh, on the on the ground within campuses and communities all over the world uh, as we go around traveling to different parts of the world speaking in Spain and in uh, South America and Central America and in Europe um, there is a um, there's a lot of uh, momentum occurring uh, even governmentally as we see uh, uh, multiple states now adopting the resolution that pornography is a public health concern so um, I would say that the, the the thing that we'd want them to understand is that yes, this is a a, a a really challenging issue that we face today, and our youth face like like no other time. Uh, but there's a lot of hope uh, in if we kind of open our mouths and use our influence and and get educated and help others uh, understand what's occurring. That uh, we can one day look back, as we talked about in the beginning. We can one day look back and say, remember when we were completely in the dark on this issue? Yeah. And, and, and now 
uh, although it's still around, although there people still deal with this and it's a, it's a thing, we understand it better than we've ever understood it. And that uh, those that want to avoid it have more tools and, and support than they've ever had to do, to, to do so. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I appreciate you saying that because I think that's what parents need the most. I mean, when, when you've got a parent whose you know, <clears throat> son or daughter comes to them or they discover that they're caught up in pornography, that they can trust that their kid has a brain and they can be educated and they can learn and they can call on their own you know, light and, and truth inside of them and recognize a counterfeit for what it is. And that as they have these conversations and work with them and have good boundaries and, and all these other kinds of supports that are in place, that this isn't some life sentence terminal disease that's going to kill their kid, but that they can actually work together and have a much better life because of this conversation, mm. because this is forcing a deeper level of awareness and understanding of how their body works, how relationships work, and expose all of that. And in some ways... Um, offer them a much brighter future. I mean, this is not just a, a one-and-done life sentence terminal illness if a kid gets exposed to it, right? I mean, this is this is an opportunity to engage in a deeper kind of connection with uh, family members, loved ones, friends. Yes, and, and you and your work that you do, Jeff, you know that as well as anybody. Absolutely. You see that. You Day in and day out, you see steps of progress and healing, and it's real, and the people that, that reach... Uh, you know, uh, lasting change. It's it's a beautiful thing, and uh, I, I'm sure that's what gets you up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, people people often ask, "How do you do this all day?" And it's like, "Cause things get better." That's, yeah, that's how I do it all day. Cause things get better, and so the sky is not falling. Um, yes. yes, we are dealing with a lot of darkness and a lot of uh, rotten stuff, but there are solutions. There's hope. People can heal, and parents don't need to freak out. Please do not freak out when your child or loved one talks to you. Now, we'll have different conversations about spouses, dealing with husbands. That's a whole different conversation about trauma yes. and stuff like that. But as far as parents, especially with their children, that is that reaction has to come from a place of I'm so glad we're talking about this. You mean yes. so much to me. Let's 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 work through this together instead of I can't believe you. What's wrong with you? How did this happen? Yeah. I'm doing everything right as a parent and going into their self-collapse, you know. <laughs> Not helpful. Yes. Yeah, I, I I love it. Yeah, we, you know, we we tell parents the first thing that should come out of your mouth is is gratitude. Thank you, thank you oh, for talking it. to me. Thank you for bringing this up. You you uh, it means a lot. Rather than you did what right. Or, you know, you know, it just kind of like to the youth, they sit there and say, no, I didn't expect that. And it just changes the dynamic <laughs> yeah. of that discussion in an enormous way. Yeah, it forms a, it forms a partnership immediately right yeah. out the gate instead of this, um, almost like this message of just like, how could you do this? Um, I didn't, I didn't think, you know, I, or I thought I knew who you were. It's, it becomes an identity thing. It just gets into yes. some really nasty places instead of just, oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, I love I, it. Yeah, it's great. So um, we've just got a couple minutes left here. I just want to wrap up with a couple of things here. Um, I definitely want to ask you some questions about Fight the New Drug. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, as far as church leaders, parents, those who are working closely with youth, what would you want them to know um, in terms of proactive, preventative things that they can do on an ongoing basis um, with, with kids? Okay, so when it comes to church leaders and parents and what uh, 
Well, they ought to know. Uh, again, we know more about this issue than we've ever known, more about the, the neuroscience than we've ever known and what it requires to kind of uh, get out of this and, and, uh, than we've ever known. And so, A, they should know that there are a lot of resources uh, that have been developed that are powerful, that can be implemented in addition to everything else that they uh, normally do and implement. Uh, but, uh, you know, one other thing is, is I think a lot of times we – we we don't know how to have that conversation when we talk to parents about you know how should we discuss this what what should the blueprint look like we often talk about first you know that gratitude you know right. thanks but but next you know don't don't say much you think now dive into a uh, you know um almost a lecture or a mm-hmm. sermon on why they shouldn't do this and why it's harmful first let, let's not say much at all let's ask questions and listen wow uh let, let's kind of Pay attention to to their understandings, what they know, what they don't know, what what uh, uh, what questions they have, so that we can then formulate uh, a response that's more catered to their needs and what they what they know. Uh, so the number so the number one is gratitude. Two is listen and and ask questions. And three is uh, teach them the facts. Like uh, we we often uh, don't recognize the fact that uh, according to some recent studies showing that that youth uh, trust very little today <laughs> thanks to information at their fingertips. They don't trust a whole lot, but among the very top things that they do trust is research and science. Um, and so we, luckily, science has caught up with truth on this particular topic, and we can use that data, that, that research, to help them understand the why behind um, the, you know, why we uh, you know, shouldn't do this or should avoid it. But, you know, what is the why? Help them understand the why. And we can use research and science to do that. And then third on, or fourth on that list is uh, uh, share your family values and your belief systems. A lot of youth are still figuring that out for themselves. If I believe what my mom and dad believe, is that the same thing? Or you know, where am I out spiritually? Uh, where am I at uh, you know, culturally within this thing? And, uh, and so that's an incredibly powerful tool to use. And it's very important to use in that conversation. But oftentimes parents skip everything before that and jump right into that. And uh, it, it, uh, we find that when, when we're talking to youth about this issue, that if we kind of follow that, that, uh, that sequence of you know, gratitude, ask questions and listen, teach them the facts, the why, share your family values and your belief systems. And then the last on that list is repeat it. It's an ongoing layered conversation that starts sooner than you think and on into their adulthood. And that we use this in natural environments. If we see a billboard on the freeway, if we see a commercial that's inappropriate, we don't just pretend it didn't happen or we, you know, uh, we don't draw attention to it, of course. But if they saw it and they recognize it, then we use that opportunity to start, you know, uh, getting a dialogue going. And I think that, that can be a, a powerful way to, uh, to engage in this conversation. Which I think is so much more helpful um, than just telling kids as, as good as prayer is, as good as reading their scriptures is, as good as, as good as willpower can be in our own agency, oftentimes we just throw those little um, sort of directives at them and then stop talking about everything and mm-hmm. expect them to somehow figure this out in isolation. What you're saying is those things need to always be there. We want our kids to be prayerful. We want them to be engaged in seeking truth and and obviously using their agency wisely. But but you're saying they need help. They need help. They need good questions. They need someone who's listening. They need people who are willing to share their values and have these conversations and really stay with them and, and giving them answers and the whys and, 
And like you said, repeating that over and over again and forming this partnership, as I said earlier, that in combination with the other spiritual solutions that we often talk about in church settings or in family settings um, really can make a huge difference. It's not enough these days just to sort of like, well, we're not going to talk about this, but just pray. Mm, Not helpful. Not at all. Right? No. Not helpful. Um, you combine that, as you're saying, you combine that with these other elements. Right. It's extremely helpful. Right. Extremely. Exactly. No, I love that. And and that's that's not to minimize the power of prayer. It's not to minimize the power of truth. Um, but we, you know, we obviously believe as, as members of the church that truth can come from lots of places and we should embrace all truth. And, and the science and the research, like you said, is catching up with what we already believe and know about how harmful these things are. And so we have so much on our side to talk about this in a different way than ever has been able to be talked about before. Yes. And that is, that is so encouraging and so hopeful. Yeah. And I think when it comes to youth, uh, we need to understand how, you know, what types of messages they're going to be more receptive to. And, uh, and if we can, again, combine those elements as we were just discussing, it, it's packaged in a way that, that they kind of understand the why behind the beliefs. Mm-hmm. They understand the why behind this struggle and the, uh, the challenges of the issue. And it kind, of, it kind of connects the dots for them. And according to um, what we've seen uh, as uh, we've worked on this for you know, uh, uh, some time now, uh, we find that to be a powerful um, DNA of a dialogue and a conversation. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and uh, and ultimately, uh, it leaves the kid feeling respected too, mm-hmm. and and included and noticed. I mean, it really does a lot of other kind of relationship building stuff that is just so good for kids that age, instead of just having this top down approach. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Well, let me let's wrap up here. I, I would love for our listeners to know more about your organization, Fight the New Drug. I'll. Uh, I'll just give you a minute here. Tell us where we can find you, what things you guys offer, what resources are available for parents so that they can uh, continue having access to these resources to inform their conversations. Yeah, so Fight the New Drug, uh, we started uh, back in 2009, so nearly 10 years ago. Um, and uh, it was started by uh, myself and a couple other friends back in college. And we we were uh, really interested in addressing a topic that we didn't feel was being addressed among our peers. It was uh, something that was not well understood and was clearly impacting our generation in a profound way. And so um, uh, I, I, we just want um, my peers and my demographic and, and, and for younger generations to come. And so we naively jumped into the world of trying to create a nonprofit, not knowing anything about that, and, and uh, jumped in and, and uh, took the research that uh, was coming out of institutions, major institutions, academic institutions, and tried to whittle it down into a, uh, a way that young people could understand. And so that's what uh, Fight New Drug was, uh, how it began. And, and uh, since then, we've been able to grow in a, a, a global uh, reach uh, where individuals are kind of coming together. We always say that we didn't start the movement because the conversation was already there and the energy and the passion was there and the hunger for uh, for a solution was there. But we, we simply put a name to it and kind of helped organize it. But it's really led right. by those out there that are, that are really making the major difference. And, and so... Um, in addition to our social media platform where we disperse information and, uh, and knowledge and understanding uh, through those platforms, we do a lot of live events. And too. So we do a lot of presentations in schools around the world. And 
Uh, we've done over a thousand public schools uh, throughout the world uh, over the years, and uh, and we're uh, about to be releasing a documentary series that could be implemented in schools. So it's going to increase the scalability of the message throughout the world, which we're really excited about. We've been working on that for nearly three years. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so fighting drugs is all about educating particularly young people on the harmful effects of pornography using science, facts, and personal accounts. That's really at the heart of it. We want to change the conversation. We want to help people fight for real love and, uh, and, and real connection. And, um, and so um, if people are interested in getting information about that organization or about um, how to talk to their, their teens about this issue, there's a lot of good material at fightthenewdrug.org. And uh, they can uh, also get find solutions in addition to the um, numerous uh, solutions out there to help people overcome this. Uh, we have a, a, a mobile app and a desktop uh, uh, website that uh, helps young people and, and others overcome this. Or it's a tool to be used and it's called Fortify. And they can find that at joinfortify.com. And um, so we're just, we're just doing our little part to help... Uh, uh, change the conversation and help people with this issue. And there's so many other organizations doing phenomenal things. And collectively, I think we're making a dent. And so there's no excuse for a parent to be ignorant about this, right? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> if they say, well, I don't even know where to start, you can say, go to fightthenewdrug.org and start reading. It's all there. On, and you guys have yeah. social media. I mean, you have t-shirts even that educate people, right? I mean, yes, you, can, yes, you have, you have bumper sticker like style t-shirts that have slogans, porn kills love. Lots of other things, fight for love. Um, lots yeah. of things about fake connection versus real love and connection. I mean, your, your T-shirts are so educational just uh, with that that little bit of a, a billboard space. Yeah. I mean, so there's yeah, just so many wanna, ways. If you don't want to wear a shirt with the word porn on it, there's plenty of other options that, that still have a powerful message about love and connection that, that you can jump onto that's, that are real conversation starters. It's really powerful to hear those stories. Yeah, I noticed that you guys have expanded your, uh, your messaging to include, uh, I guess, uh, less uh i i know a lot of people have a cringe factor with the word porn and i get that and so yeah. you're you've made a lot of different slogans and t-shirts available so people can still spread the message in a way that's yeah. comfortable for them so um Absolutely. yeah you guys you guys have done tremendous work and i remember when you guys started 10 years ago i was right there with you guys and absolutely love what it's grown into and i, I just cannot believe we're having this conversation almost 10 years later and yeah. you guys have impacted millions of people worldwide and doing so much good. And most of all, giving people hope and arming parents and young people with good, solid information, like you said, to change the conversation. So thank you so much, Clay. And uh, thank you. I'll look forward to having you back on somewhere down the road, but appreciate your time. Be happy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. If you want more information on Fight the New Drug, you can visit their website at fightthenewdrug.org. And they have lots of articles, videos, again, those really cool t-shirts, and lots of other stuff on there that you can check out. And you can subscribe to all their uh, email lists, social media channels, and follow them. And they're producing great content on a regular basis. I really do appreciate Clay Olson making some time to visit with us on this podcast. So stay tuned for the next episode of the Illuminate Podcast in a couple of weeks.